طيب بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam and upon his family, his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance and to the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan Allahumma inna na'udha bika min ilmin la yinfa' wa min qalbin la yakhsha' wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua'a la yusma' Verily Allah, we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment and from a dua that goes unanswered and from a dua that goes unanswered to proceed, Ikhwan, فَنَوَسِّلُ مَعَكُمْ فِي هَذَا الْيَوْمِ الْمُبَارِكِ عَوْنًا مِنَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ So we continue on this blessed and noble day of ours, seeking the aid and the assistance of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate. مُسْتَفِيدِينَ مُنْتَعَلِمِينَ مِنْ عِلْمِ مُسْتَلَحِي الْحَدِيثِ مُسْتَلَحِي الْحَدِيثِ As we continue to learn and derive benefit from the technical classifications of al-hadith. Musafidina min kitabi al-imam al-bayquni rahimahullah ta'ala. And we're reading from the book of the noble imam al-bayquni. May Allah have mercy upon him. Fa imam al-bayquni So what's the name of the great imam al-bayquni? Masmuhu, what's his name? Taha. Ibn Muhammad. Some scholars say Muhammad ibn Taha. Some say Umar. So they differ regarding his name into three opinions. Umar, Muhammad, Taha. Some say his name is Umar. Some say his name is Taha. Some say his name is Muhammad. Tayyip. Ilm al Hadith. The science of the classifications of hadith is divided into two types. What are they? The science here, or the book that we're studying, Al Baykuniya, falls under what classification? Riwaya or Diraya? Are we studying the narrations or are we studying mother, the men in the chain, the types of chain, the types of hadith? Diraya. Jamila. Taya. Ma'aqusamu tawheed or ma'aqusamu al-hadith. Different class. What's the categories of hadith? Talatha. Ma'ahiyya. What are they? Sahih. Hasan. Hasan. Well, Daif. Daif, Jamila. Daif, Kam Akusam al Hadith, Kam Akusam al Sahih al Hadith. 
How many types of hadith? How many types of Sahih hadith? Sahih How many categories of the Hassan hadith? Why? Oh. Not one but? Two. Ithnan. Lil Sahih Ithnan. Lil Hassan Ithnan. Sahih has two types. Hassan has two types. Nafsul Ism. Same name. Sahih li ghayrihi, Sahih li dhatihi. Hassan li ghayrihi, Hassan li dhatihi. Same name. Tayyip. I think we missed that part. We didn't do the Hassan? Tayyip. Lil Hadha liyom. La ba. طيب وهذا القول هذا تعبير ليس عند كثير من العلماء الذي يظهر لنا أن الذي بدأ بهذا الإمام الترمذي رحمه الله تعالى أبي لبشيك is asking about the phrase حسن صحيح that phrase is not used by all the scholars كما قلنا قبل يا إخوان أحيانا العلماء يختلفون بالتعبير يختلفون بالألفاظ هذا كثير جدا sometimes you find that the scholars differ over the name of something. They differ regarding the verbiage or the name of this classification or the name of this category or the name of this, uh, this ruling. فمثلاً اختلف في تعبير السنة عندنا السنة والمسنون والنوافل وكلها بنفس المعنى بنفس المعنى For example, some scholars say the word recommended is Sunnah. Some say Mustahab. Some say Nawafil. Some say Masnoon. So you have four categories of four, four expressions. Sunnah, Mustahab, Nafila, or Nawafil, or Mina Nawafil, and Masnoon. All of these words, Sunnah, Mustahab, Masnoon, Nafila, have the same meaning. That is recommended. Have the same meaning. وأحيانا عندنا بعض تعريفات وبعض ألفاظ مثلا هذا واجب وهذا فرق بعض العلماء يستخدمون كلمة واجب والآخرون يستخدمون كلمة فرق هاتان كلمتان تأتيان بنفس المعنى بنفس المعنى Some scholars for the word obligatory They use the word واجب Others use the word فرق These two words واجب and فرق have the same meaning in the science of grammar, بعض العلماء يستخدمون ماذا الجار وبعضهم يستخدمون الخفض نفس المعنى نفس المعنى in the Arabic language to show that the, the, the word is genitive has a kasra some scholars use the word جار جار other scholars use the word خفض خفض نفسه معنى same meaning فماذا نستفيد هنا what do you benefit here أحيانا العلماء يختلفون sometimes the scholars differ يختلفون في الفهم أحيانا sometimes they differ in understanding sometimes وأحيانا يختلفون في درجة الحديث في الصحة والتحسين والتضعيف يختلفون أحيانا في درجة الحديث sometimes you find also that the scholars differ regarding the grading of the hadith some scholars see this hadith to be sahih. Other scholars say no, it's hasan. Other scholars say no, it's da'if. They differ. Sometimes. 
وأحيانا يختلفون في الفهم. And sometimes they differ in the understanding. المهم at any rate العلماء أحيانا يختلفون. Sometimes the scholars they differ. So this phrase حسن صحيح it came about by Imam Tirmidhi والذين يوافقون معه and those that agree with him. التلميذ مثلا يستخدمون هذه هذه التعبير أو هذه اللفظة حسن صحيح لعدة أو لشيئين. Imam Tirmidhi used this phrase, this hadith is حسن صحيح. And he intends by way of it, والله عالم, two possibilities. He says this hadith is حسن صحيح. حسن صحيح. طيب هو يعني بهذه المقولة أن بعض العلماء يرون الحديث حسنا والآخرون يرونه صحيحا. First possibility, he's saying some scholars see this hadith to be حسن. Other scholars see it to be صحيح. أو يفهم هنا الترمذي رحمه الله أن أصل هذا الحديث حسن. ثم من عدة الطرق يرتفع الحديث إلى درجة الصحيح. وهذا هو الأصوب والله أعلم. The second possibility when the Tirmidhi says حسن صحيح he means the origin of this hadith is حسن is not صحيح the origin is حسن but it has many 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 reports many many narrations طرق and these narrations are from different narrators and they're saying the same thing so they can come together and raise the hadith up to be صحيح so the origin of it is that it's حسن and then it has many narrations that support it, saying the same exact thing from other narrators. Can't be from the same narrator. So now it can be raised up to be Sahih. Wallahu ta'ala ala wa alam. And Allah the Most High knows this. Man yurid an yakra, fal yakra. Who wants to recite the ikhwan from the beginning of the book? Then let him recite. May Allah accent ya khibarakallahu fina wa fikum. May Allah bless you and all of us. Taib, father, Ustad Mayrat, father. أبدأ بالحمد مصليا على محمد خير نبي أرسلا ودين الأقسام الحديث عدة وكل واحد أتى وحدة أولها الصحيح وهو متصل إسناده ولم يشد أو يعن يرويه عدل ضابط عن مثله معتمد في ضبطه ونقله والحسن المعروف طرقا وغدت Rijalu, 
قال الإمام البيقوني رحمه الله تعالى أبدأ بالحمد مسليا على محمد خير نبي أرسل وذمن قسام الحديث عدة وكل واحد نتوحد أولها الصحيح وهو متصل إسناده ولم يشد أو يعل يرويه عدل ضابط عن مثله معتمد في ضبطه ونقله والحسن المعروف طرقا وغدت رجاله لاك الصحيح اشتهرت وكل مع نطبة الحسن قصر فهو الضعيف وهو أقسام كثر طيب اكتبوا هذا يا أخوان write this down إن شاء الله تعالى من فوائد تعليم مصطلح الحديث من فوائد تعليم مصطلح الحديث First benefit of tonight From the benefits of learning the science of al-hadith From the benefit of learning the science of al-hadith From the benefits of learning the science of al-hadith Al-Ula, benefit number one. Benefit number one. You may use the Talibu Ilm al-Hadith Min Qawlin Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Wa Ghayrihi. First benefit. You may use the Talibu Ilm al-Hadith Min Qawlin Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam First benefit, the student who studies the science of hadith, the student who studies the science of al-hadith, he can differentiate, he can differentiate between the words of the Messenger of Allah and the words of someone else. He can differentiate between the words of the Messenger of Allah and the words of someone else. Athaniyatu, benefit number two. Yumayizu talibu mustalih al-hadith bain al-hadith al-sahih wa al-hadith al-da'if. Bain al-hadith al-sahih wa al-hadith al-da'if. Benefit number two. Benefit number two. The student of the science of a hadith, the one who studies the science of a hadith, he can differentiate between the authentic hadith 
and the weak hadith. He can differentiate between al hadith al sahih and hadith al daif between the authentic hadith and the weak hadith. Men, al hadith al sahih and hadith al daif. Benefit number three and the last benefit of today. إذا لا ندرس علم الحديث إذا لا ندرس علم الحديث كيف نعلم ماذا قال النبي كيف نعلم ماذا قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام بنف نمبر 3 if we do not study the science of al-hadith if we do not study the science of hadith if we do not study the science of hadith how can we differentiate or how do we know what the messenger of Allah actually said if we do not study the science of a hadith how do we know what the Messenger of Allah actually said? Who can, benefit, who can recite these three benefits of the science of hadith? Number one. Number one, you can differentiate the Prophet's words from Allah. MashaAllah, with the science of hadith, you can learn Hadith hadith musnad. This hadith goes back to the Prophet. Hadith hadith mawquf. This hadith stops at one of his companions. Hadith hadith maqtu'ah. This hadith stops at a tabi'i. Thaniya, number two. Ahsant. With the science of hadith, you will have the ability, inshaAllah ta'ala, to differentiate between the authentic hadith and the weak hadith. Yaqoon hadithu amamana wa nastatiwa inshaAllah ta'ana kood hadith hadith sahih. The hadith can be in front of us after studying this science, and we can say this hadith is authentic. But this second hadith is not authentic. The Prophet didn't say that. They have some weakness. The chain is broken. This will never met him. So this chain is broken. Number three. Third benefit. إذا العبد لا يدرس علم الحديث أمام كل حديث هو لا يميز لأن ما عنده خبرة ما عنده العلم لا يمكنه أن يميز بين الصحيح والحسن والضعيف ولذلك لا يعلم لا يعلم without studying hadith the science of hadith in front of any hadith he has to accept everything or reject everything he doesn't know what's authentic he doesn't know what's Hassan. He doesn't know what's weak. He doesn't know what chain is broken. He doesn't know. So either he's going to accept everything or reject everything. Perhaps since he doesn't know, he accepts what's weak. And he rejects 
وساطنت الحديث يكون صحيحا وهو لا يعلم أنه صحيح فهو يرده ظن أنه ضعيف وهو صحيح The man doesn't know The sister doesn't know The authentic hadith is in front of him He rejects it thinking that it's weak Because he doesn't know it's authentic He thinks it's weak So he leaves it off كم منا نرى سنة نردها ظن أنها بدعة How many of us from time to time We see this all the time يا إخوان where a person rejects a sunnah of the Messenger والسلام, thinking that is innovation. Likewise, the opposite. The man thinks that this innovation is a sunnah. So he accepts it. He doesn't know. That no, the Prophet, this is not, this has no origin. Mithlu Mawlid al Nabi. عليه الصلاة والسلام كم من المسلمين اليوم في هذا العصر يقبلون هذا كأنه من سنة النبي أو سنة الصحابة أو سنة التابعين أو سنة أتبع التابعين أو سنة الأئمة لا هذا ليس بالصحيح طيب how many Muslims of today ولا تكلموا إلى أحد من الناس أو في أحد من الناس and we're not talking about anyone specifically أتكلموا عن الأعمال we're talking about the action how many Muslims celebrate the Prophet's birthday? Thinking that it's something that is from the Sunnah of the Prophet of Allah. Or thinking it's something that the companions used to do. Or thinking it's something that the Tabi'un learned from the companions or learned from the Prophet. Or something that or something that. And in reality, this is something, Yaqwan, la dalila lahu. La dalila lahu. Has no, has no proof. سألت شخصا لماذا أنت تحتفل في مولد النبي قال أنا سألت أين الدليل I remember asking one of the brothers who he's big on celebrating the prophet's birthday why do you do that where is your proof he said كان النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام يصوم في يوم الاثنين فأنا قلت طيب أين استدلال هنا كيف هذا دليلا على ذلك أنا سألتك عن المولد so I said, give me your proof that this is better to do. The Prophet used to do this. He said, okay. The Prophet used to fast on Mondays. He said, طيب. He used to fast on Mondays. Yes. He fasts on other days also. How was that a proof that you take his day of birth as a celebration? How was that a proof? Give me some Quran and Sunnah that the Prophet of Allah did it. هذا خير الناس the Prophet of Allah is the best of creation. إِذَا هَذَا كَانَ خَيْرًا لَسَبَقَنَا إِلَيْهِ مُبَاشَرَةً If this was goodness, if this was something يُقَرِّبُنَا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَيُبْعِدُنَا عَنْ غَدَبِ If this was something that would bring us closer to Allah and keep us away from the anger of Allah, who would have did it first? The Prophet of Allah, you would have did it. Then the companions would have did it. If it was of goodness, it would be a sunnah. The fact that ما عندنا دليل يُعَلِّمُنَا شيء. The fact that there's no proof to it shows, it teaches us something, And that ishtinaba anhu awla, that staying away from him is better. لا يوجد واحد من الصحابة فعلى هذا واحدا يكفي. Not one of the companions used to do that. Not one. لا عائشة ولا أبا بكر ولا عمر ولا علي ولا أبا هريرة لا أم سليم لا يوجد واحد منهم. فكيف نحن نفعله؟ هم خير منا. وفقه منا وعلم منا فنحن 
Not one of the companions did it. Not Aisha, not Abu Bakr, not Omar, not Ali, not Abu Huraira, not Um Sulaim, not one. One companion would have been sufficient. So now you're going to tell me something that not one of them used to do is better for us to do it. We're going to precede them in goodness. Never, never, never. Is as if they are upon a boat going one way. And we're going a whole another way, Ikhwan. Wallahu alam. Mada naku liman yahtafilu mawlid al nabi. So, what do you say to someone that he celebrates the Prophet's birthday? How would you advise him? What would you say? My advice would be if the companion didn't do that, hmm? we're, their, uh, we're followers of uh, followers of yeah. If the companions the didn't do it, they were the students of the Prophet, the yeah. followers of the Prophet. They, they left. More than us, they were they, because they followed their steps. They followed the yeah. Prophet's steps. That's a good advice, mashallah. What else? What else could you say to someone that says, "I celebrate the birthday of the Prophet"? How would you keep it How would you advise him? I would say, if you love and this religion and Allah, and you should follow the Prophet. Allah Taala says, "Qul in kuntum Allah." Surah Al-Imran. Qul in Allah, And I, Allah says, "Say to them, O Muhammad." If you really love Allah, then follow me. And Islam, bittiba'ah. Islam is built upon following. What else? What else advice would you give him? He says, I'm going to do it regardless. What would you say? I would say, Every innovation is a misguidance. Jamila. What else? I would say, it's not, yeah. it's not a sunnah of the Prophet. It's not a sunnah of the Messenger. Well, you shouldn't get offended, ya khwan. You're going to get mad from your jealousy of Islam. When you're trying to learn the sunnah, you're going to be jealous of the sunnah when the people don't follow it. But you control yourself. You tansah bilin wa wa karam. You give advice with kindness and gentleness and easy and easiness, ya khwan. La nashtaddu. We shouldn't be hostile and forcing. No, we give advice. Alhamdulillah, they take it. Alhamdulillah, they reject it. Alhamdulillah. There was a, a quote by Sufyan Thuri. He said, mm. Bid'a is more beloved to shaitan than thems and eh? uh, sins because when someone does a sin, they know they did something wrong. So uh -huh. when you do something bid'a, you think you're getting closer to Allah. Eh? The one that's upon innovation or calling to innovation, in his opinion, is not innovation. In his opinion, what he's calling to is correct. The one who falls into sin, he knows it's wrong. So it's easier for him to repent to Allah and come back to obedience. The person upon innovation, in his opinion, is right. He doesn't look at it to be innovation. Everyone else does. To him, it's a sunnah. Those people who celebrate the Prophet's birthday, they think it's going to yuqarribu hum ila Allah. It's going to bring them closer to Allah. <coughs> 
we say to them, if it was good, if it's something good to do, why didn't the Prophet do it? If it's something good to do, why didn't he call to it? عَلَّمَنَا النَّبِيَ عَلَيْهِ صَلَىٰهُ سَلَامُ كُلَّ طَرِيقٍ يُؤَدِّي إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ يُؤَدِّي إِلَى الرَّحْمَةِ يُؤَدِّي إِلَى مَغْفِرَةِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى فَلِمَاذَا تَرَكَ هَذَا The Messenger of Allah taught us every path, every way that can get us to the Jannah. Every way. You name it, he taught it. So he left this one out. If this one could get us to the Jannah, he taught us every path. So he's going to leave out and don't celebrate my birthday. No, he left it out because it won't get us into the Jannah. Rather, it's something that no one should do, ya if, if it was correct to celebrate the Prophet's birthday, then it will be correct to celebrate all of the Prophet's and Messenger's birthday. If it was correct to celebrate the Prophet's birthday, it will be also correct to celebrate all of the Prophet's and Messenger's birthday. And if that's correct, perhaps we could also say, we could also celebrate the birthday of the righteous men and the righteous women that has ever existed on the face of the earth. But all of that has no proof. الإسلام يبنى على الدليل احفظوا هذه الجملة يا إخوان وكررها 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 الإسلام يبنى على الدليل memorize this sentence يا إخوان we say that and we say that and we say that Islam is built upon evidence when people say when you tell them that it's not an Islam they say what's the what is the دليل that they say don't do this طيب that's a good question يا إخوان بعض الناس يقولون طيب هاتي دليلا على تحريمه they say, you give me some proof that is haram. Firstly, Islam is built upon proofs. Firstly, since Islam is built upon proofs and evidences, if it's of worship, the person before they do it have to come with a proof saying that I can do it. Because Islam is built upon proofs. The Messenger of Allah he mentions an authentic hadith collected by Bukhari and Muslim. The Messenger of Allah says, Whoever introduces, whoever introduces in this affair of ours, meaning Islam, that which is not from it, then it is not accepted, it is rejected. Meaning that is not accepted by Allah. So anything in this religion of ours that someone adds to it or we add to it that's not from it, it's rejected. Allah Ta'ala says, and follow what has been sent down to you from your Lord, meaning the Quran and the Sunnah. As it comes in Surah Al Araf. The Messenger of Allah, he says, narrated by Abu Hurairah, collected by Imam Malik in his Mawatta, 
Verily, I have left you with two things. Two. You will never go astray as long as you hold on to them. The Quran and the Sunnah. فَأَيِّ شَيْءٍ لَيْسَ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ مِنَ الْعِبَادَةِ وَلَيْسَ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ وَهُوَ بَاطِلًا إِذَا لَا تَكُونُ أَيِّ عِبَادَةٍ مَا فِي الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ فَهِيَ غَيْرُ مَقْبُولًا فَهِيَ غَيْرُ مَقْبُولًا Any aspect of worship has to be a worship. If it's not in the Quran and Sunnah, then it's rejected. If it's not in the Quran and Sunnah, the asl, the origin of it, is not in the Quran and Sunnah, then it is قال الشخص طيب قال عمر في الترويح في جماعة في رمضان أن هذا بدعة فمن يجيب somebody is going to say عمر said about praying in ترويح in رمضان in جماعة he said that it's a بدعة who can understand who can explain how did Omar say that that's a linguistic meaning he meant the linguistic what does the word bid'ah mean in the language? In Arabic. The word bid'ah, what does it mean? That's the translation. What does it mean? Huh? To add. To add. You could say that. But it has a specific meaning. Huh? To start. Write this down here. Tremendous benefit. You brothers online, write this down. The meaning of the word in the Arabic language, linguistically. It means that it's something something invented, meaning something new. Something new. ففي لغة العربية كلمة البدعة أي شيء جديد. شيء جديد. The word bid'a in the Arabic language just means it's something new. فنقول عندنا كتب على الآيباد هذا بدعة. We say we have books on our devices. We have books on our tablet. Our iPad. You say this is an innovation. What am I saying? This is something new. الساعة والهاتف والحقيبة كل هذه بدعة كل هذه بدعة We say the cut of our garments nowadays how they're fashioned it has pockets sometimes they have mashallah those little uh, the cuffs mashallah on the, some of the thobes the jalabi they're cut differently طيب some of the scarves now they're, the cut is different the khimar is different we have watches now we have cell phones, we have bags, we have this and this and this. All of that's bid'ah, meaning something new. And then a sayarat, wakulu sayara bid'ah. Now we have cars, every car is a bid'ah, meaning something new. And then a guitar, and then a ta'irat, kulu hadihi bid'ah. So now we have trains, 
we have airplanes, all of this is a bid'ah, meaning something new. فَعِنْدِمَا قَالَ عُمَرُ نِعْمَ بِدْعَةِ هَذِهِ أي هذا شيء جديدا في اللغة ليس في الشارع ليس في الشارع طيب so when Umar compiled the Muslims together to pray behind one reciter Ubay ibn Ka'ab طيب as it comes to many narrations behind one narrator he says verily this is a good innovation meaning in the language he didn't mean in, in, in Islam <coughs> What's the proof that Omar, this is not the first time he's seen people praying together the night prayer behind one imam? What's the proof that that's not the first time he saw that? Who did he pray with the night prayer in Ramadan, outside of Ramadan? With the Messenger He was there. He prayed behind the Messenger of Allah. فَلَمْ يَقْصِدُ عُمَرَ فَلَمْ يَقْصِدُ عُمَرُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُمْ أَنَّ هَذَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّ رَأَيْتُ رَأَى هَذَا لَا هُوَ قَصَدَ فِي الدِّينِ قَصَدَ فِي اللُّغَةِ So Omar, he did not mean that this is something new religiously. No. He was there. He prayed behind the Messenger alayhi sallallahu alayhi wa in jama'ah. In jama'ah. What he meant was this is something new. Some scholars they say, so Omar, after the death of the Messenger it was mentioned that the people prayed the night prayer but they didn't come together and pray in jama'ah. The time the people started getting far away from the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. So this one prayed alone, she prayed alone, he prayed alone, those two prayed together, those three prayed together. They didn't pray together like they did in the time of the Prophet. So Omar comes, he's in charge now. He says, I got an idea. To do it like we did in the time of the Messenger of Allah. And he bid the people together in jama'ah and pray behind the imam, one, uh, one imam. Ahyanan ya ikhwan, as-sunnatu shay wa sunnatu nas shay. Wa kathir. Sometimes you're going to find how the Prophet did it was one thing. But now the people do it a whole nother way. And it happens a lot, ya That happens a whole lot. مثلاً مثلاً في كل جامع من جوامع الله تعالى في العالم كلها إلا من رحمه الله إلا من رحمه الله كيف يؤذن المؤذن هل يؤذن المؤذنون الآن كما أذن بلال رضي الله تعالى عنه أغلب الجوابات لا one example you can mention but there are many you take any masjid you wish all of them in the world today Except the one Allah has mercy upon. Those masajid, they really stick to the sunnah. May Allah make us and you from them. Look at how the mu'adhin of today caused the adhan. Most of the mu'adhinun fi hadhal asr yu'adhinu bi microphone. Wa yu'adhinuna fi dakhilil masjid. Wa hadha laysa min sunnati bilal. Hadha laysa min sunnati bilal. Most of the mu'adhins of today. They call the adhan, I guarantee, any country you wish. You can take a kharita, uh, a map, 
And you can say Africa and choose any country you wish. Any country you wish. Most of them. You can choose any, any, Saudi Arabia, America. You choose. You choose. If Allah hasn't bestowed His mercy on them, most of the Mu'adhinun, they call the Mu'adhin, they call the Adhan on the microphone. Most of them call the Adhan inside the messages. Hadha jais kullu. All of that's allowed. La nuharrimu hadha abadan. La nuharrimu ma yuhalli Allah ta'ala. You can't say something is haram that Allah says is allowed. That's not, we're not saying it's haram. We're not saying it's wrong. We're saying what? It's not the sunnah bila. We're not saying it's haram. I don't want no one to leave. Oh man, now the brother's saying that's haram. La 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 abadan. Hadalisa islami. That's not our islam, ya khwan. We're not saying it's haram. We're not saying that it's not allowed. We're saying what? It's not the sunnah of Bilal. It's allowed to call on the microphone. It's allowed. If the microphone goes, mashallah, outside, it has a tremendous benefit. People can hear it, ba'da shawari' blocks away. Alhamdulillah. If they can't hear it blocks away, mahi al faida what's the benefit? However, it's allowed to use the microphone, it's still not how Bilal did it. He used his voice. Sometimes, Another thing you're going to see, nowadays, we're so preoccupied with the beauty of the voices. We have an issue, we have something going on with the beauty. It's always like that. Everything is beauty, beauty, beauty to us. So we focus more on the sound of the Adhan. Where the man is reciting the Adhan like he's singing a song. And you have that on YouTube, on this app, on this app. Where the man is reciting the Adhan and it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But that's not how Bilal called the Adhan. Some of the people, they're so melodious. Like he's singing a song, for example. It's not like that, therefore. You have the man focusing so much on how Allah. That's beautiful. Sounds awesome. It's not how Bilal did it. It was a call, it's not a song. Bilal did it the simplest. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. No overboard, no medat, no mamdud, no elongation in the likes, no focusing on songs sounding melodious. Not like that. Tight. Same way nowadays, many of us in the Tarawih, many masajid, you look online, almost every great reciter, almost, where they make the, the kunut. Some of them longer than how long they stayed in prayer. Stood in prayer. A sunnah, sunnah to Nabi, khamsa or sitta or arba'a jumal. How mean a sunnah? The sunnah is six lines, five lines, four lines. Bil haja, if there's a need. Sometimes you look all over the Muslim world. Look at Saudi Arabia. You look at some place in Africa. Look at Yemen. If it's not in the village there. Look at many countries here, Look at America, you name the country. 
where many of us, we're doing that which is allowed over the sunnah. The sunnah is there. But why? نُخَالِفَ السُنَّةِ لِشَيْءٍ عَلْجَوَازِ لا. هذا سوء الفهم. Why leave off the sunnah to do something that's allowed? No. The sunnah means إِذَا نُقَدِّمُهُ نَفْعَلُهُ فَنَحْنُ مَجُورٍ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ إِذَا لَا نَفْعَلُهُ نَعَمْ لَسْنَا آثِمِينَ صَحْ لكن إذا نفعله نحن عندنا أجر من الله تعالى The sunnah means if you do it for the sake of Allah you get a reward Whatever it is Whatever the Prophet of Allah used to do from worship and we implement that and we're sincere we get a good deed If we don't do it there's no sin But the goal كل الغرض عن لكلنا الدخول إلى الجنة but the goal of every one of us or should be is that we enter into the Jannah of Allah so why will we leave نَتْرُكُ أَسْسُنَنَا عَلَى الْجَمْءِ وَنُقَدِّمُ الْجَائِزِ no one's going to do that why will we deliberately leave off the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah that's just a sunnah and I'm going to do what's allowed no one's going to do that إِلَّا سَيِّئُ الْحِفُ أو سَيِّئُ الْفَهْم Except the one that has a bad understanding of Islam. A bad understanding of Islam. فَعَلَيْنَا أَنْ نُحَاوِلَ أَنْ نُقَدِّمَ سُنَّةَ النَّبِيِّ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ إِنَ اسْتَطَعْنَا إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا It's upon us to the best of our abilities if we can do the sunnah, whatever it is. أَحَبَّهُ مَنْ أَحَبَّهُ وَكَرِهُ مَنْ كَرِهُ Like it who likes it, hate it who hates it. If you can do the sunnah of the Prophet of Allah, to the best of your ability, do it. Even if it's only one time. And we said to our family one time, I want to try to make a bed out of tree palm, tree leaves, date palm leaves, something like that. So we say, she says, well, that's a little extreme. You, gonna, you want us to make you a bed out of leaves and, and branches? Yes. Even if I sleep on it one time. Why? Because that's how the Prophet slept. One time. So let me sleep one time, just once. Tonight, I'm not going to sleep on the bed. Why not? You're not coming to bed? No, no. I want to sleep on the floor. At least one time. Why? Because that's how the Prophet slept. And if you're sincere, you'll get a reward. The man who does not wear a thot or izar or a headscarf or a kufi. He says, let me dress like the Prophet even once. Even one time. One day, let me wear a thot. Just one day. Let me wear izar. One day. Let me wear a scarf. One day. Or a kufi. One day. Why? Because that's how the Prophet dressed. So if If you can do the sunnah and you can pick forth the sunnah and you're sincere, no matter who likes it, people are going to say this and this and this and this. Be patient. Alhamdulillah. And to min al 
try to do the sunnah of the Prophet of Allah to the best of our abilities, as long as you're sincere. No matter who's against it, you're going to be rewarded in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. Anyone else here, Khan? So we try our best not to do what's allowed over the sunnah. If you can, always try to do the sunnah. Let's begin, Yaqwan. I think we arrived at the Hassan Hadith. We talked briefly about the Hassan Hadith. What's the difference between Hassan and Sahih? What's the difference between Hassan and Sahih? Fadah. The difference between the Sahih Hadith and the Hassan Hadith is one thing. The accuracy and the precision of only one narrator, it only takes one, is slightly less. All of you brothers have impeccable memories, likewise you sisters. Barakallahu lana wa lakum. May Allah bless us and you. Thumma ata shaksun lahu dhabt wa dhabtu laysa kadhabtikum. Dhabtuhu akhafu akhafu qalilan min dhabtikum. So now another brother comes. He's, he's accurate like you, but he's not as accurate. He's not as precise. So his accuracy is slightly lesser than yours. So he alone ja'ala haditha hasanan ja'ala haditha hasanan he makes this hadith hasan it only takes one not every narrator just one if he has khafu dhabt he has his accuracy his precision is slightly less then he makes the hadith hasan tay uktubu hadha ya ikhwan write this down Al Hadith al Hassan, the Hassan Hadith. Huwa al Hadith al Sahih. Huwa al Hadith al Sahih. Lakin khafadabtu ahadi rawatihi. The Hadith that's Hassan. It's the hadith that's sahih, except. It's the hadith that's sahih, except that one of the narrators, his accuracy is slightly, slightly less. Huwal hadith sahih. Same as the sahih hadith. Same. Lakin. Except that one of the narrators, his accuracy is slightly less. So the Hassan Hadith, Nafsu Ta'rifu Sahih, same definition as Sahih, verbatim. Illa 
درجته ضبطي أحد الروات except the level of the precision or accuracy of one of the narrators at least one of the narrators طيب اكتبوا هذا والحسن ينقسم إلى القسمين والحسن ينقسم إلى القسمين the Hassan Hadith is divided into two types. The Hassan Hadith is divided into two types. Al Awal, the first of them, Al Hassanu Lidatihi. Al Hassanu Lidatihi. Al Hassanu. لذاته the Hassan Hadith that's Hassan on its own the Hadith that's Hassan by itself by itself the brother can make that nice for by himself لا يحتاج إلى شخص ليساعده في الطبخ لا he doesn't know how he doesn't need no one to help him make that bread or that that flour one brother said it's not bread that I shouldn't call it bread he said it's actually from flour, not from bread. Is any bread from flour? No bread is made from flour? Bread, bread is usually made from flour. So the brother, I think he was from Suman. He said, hey, let me give you a benefit. I said, sure, give me a benefit. He said, when you call this bread, bread is not really bread. I said, well, you sure it's not bread? He said, no, it's from flour. I thought the same you were saying. His breakdown wasn't really... He said, no, no, this is not from bread. We, we, I mean, it's from, he was trying to explain it in a way that it's not really correct to call it bread. I said, okay, if it's not correct, I apologize. <laughs> but it appears that just because it's made from flour, it's not a proof, you can't call it bread. So at any rate, I thought I'd share that, inshallah ta'ala. But if it's not bread, we don't want no one to get offended. If it's not bread and I'm calling it bread, I don't mean no harm. But so the Hassan Hadith number one, Hassanun or Al Hassanu Lidatihi, is the Hassan Hadith by itself. فما هو الحسن لذاتي? What is the Hassan لذاتي? هو التعريف الذي تعلمناه قبل. So the Hassan لذاتي is the definition that we already learned. The Hadith that's just like the Sahih, لكن خف ضبط أحد الروات except that one of the narrators, just one. He has, his accuracy is slightly less. So the Hassan Lidatihi is just like the Sahih Lidatihi. Verbatim. There's only one thing you're going to change. One of the narrators, his precision is slightly, slightly, slightly less. Wathani, second type. What are we talking about now, Yaqwan? What type of hadith? Hassan Lidatihi. Second category of Hassan. Second category of Hassan. Uh, what you do, ya Ikhwan, to the baby girl? Oh, Bismillah. Don't cry. What you do, ya Ikhwan? She was chilling. Make sure your sister's okay. Oh, Bismillah. Oh, she mad now. Tight. Tight. The second category. 
حسن لغيره حسن لغيره استحديث that's حسن by another narration it's a hadith that's Hassan, not by itself, because of another narration. So now there's some, there's some uh, difficulty here, to some of the people. Let's try to clarify it, inshallah. When we say Hassan li that's not the name, that's not the definition of this hadith. That's the type of it. That's not the definition of it. Now, اسمه نعيم وهذا ليس هذا ما سمى به أمه وأبوه مثلاً هذا ليس تعريفه. هذا اسمه. His name is Naim. That's the name his mother, his father chose. My mom said she wanted to name me Robert. <laughs> I said I don't think I look like a Robert. <laughs> I don't know why I just was about to name you Robert. And then father came and said, no, 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 no. Name him this Arab name. She said, what does it mean? He said, I don't know. Like, so they named me that. At any rate, so his name is Naim. That's not his definition. That's not the meaning of him. That's his name. So the name of this type is called Hassan al-Ghayrihi. That's not the meaning of that hadith. You guys with me? Now what's the meaning of it? What does it mean when we say Hassan li ghayrihi? Taib isbiru huna. Be patient here. Al Hassan li ghayrihi huwa al hadith aslan huwa da'if. The hadith that's Hassan li ghayrihi is Hassan because of another narration. And its origin is weak. Originally, this hadith, Hassan li ghayrihi, it is weak. Lakin li kathrati turqihi. Irtaqiyya ila darajati al-hasan Ida la yakunu al-da'af shadeedan Two things I want you to focus on here The hadith that's hasili ghayrihi Originally it is weak But what happens? There's a lot of narrations of this weak hadith From different narrators Saying the exact same thing So they can be raised up Because there's so many different narrations To be Hassan, or to be of the level of Sahih or Hassan, with one condition that the weakness can't be severe. The weakness cannot be severe. If the weakness is severe, it can never be elevated. If the weakness is so severe, there's a liar in the chain, methylene. There's a fabricator in the chain, for example. As long as the weakness is not severe, so this hadith ila taqiyya ila darajati as-sihha aw al-hasan. Huwa al-hadith aslan aslan huwa da'if lakin li kasrati al-turqihi ila taqiyya ila darajati as-sahih aw ila al-hasan. It's a hadith that originally it is weak. But because of the numerous many narrations saying the exact same thing it can be raised up to be accepted. To be Sahih. So no, it, it, like numerous weak hadith come together and make it Hassan. They can all have weaknesses in them. You can have ten weak narrations, but the narrations, the weaknesses can't be shadidan, can't be severe. So you have ten different hadith, and all of them have weaknesses in them. 
But the weakness is, is few, it's small, it's not severe. So you can use these two weak hadith, they can come together, these 10, these 20, these 25, and they can be raised up to be sahih. As long as the weakness is not severe. There is some, uh, when you look at the uh, book of a hadith or when there is a riwayat, they say this such and such scholar, uh -huh. they, they accept it as a hasan. Right. Such a sad not. No, that's then true. How we should like. Right. There, yeah, you're going to find in, in the science of hadith, there's a lot of ishtihadiyat there. There's a lot of the ishtihad of the people of knowledge. When they study the, the, the narrations, <coughs> examine them, and they're going to come with their positions. Sometimes they differ. Like we mentioned some weeks uh, some time ago, Al Imam Ahmed Rahim Allah Ta'ala, Hadith al Mursal, who yaqbiluhu bi sharat. And yati min kibari and tabi'in, laysa min ghayrihim. And Imam Ahmed, he accepts the hadith as mursal, not generally, depending on who it comes from. The hadith as mursal is the hadith of the tabi'i saying, Qala Rasulullah, the Prophet said, or the Prophet did. But who's missing? Someone's there. The Sahaba. If the tabi'i, huwa ladhi lam yalqa al nabi, he'd never met the Messenger of Allah. He came after the, the, tabi, uh, the companions. So the tabi cannot say, call a nabi, cannot say, fa'ala nabi. He can't say the prophet did, the prophet said. He can't do that. Because there's someone else there. It should be another person from the, the companions. So that hadith is munqatr, is broken. But Imam Ahmed, rahimahullah, if this hadith as mursal comes from a, the major tabi'un, he accepts it. Some scholars accept the hadith as mursal no matter who it comes from. Some scholars don't accept the hadith as mursal no matter who it comes from. And some scholars accept it depending upon who it comes from. Would it still be considered mursal if it was a person who wasn't Muslim when the Prophet was alive, but he heard from him, and then once the Prophet died, he became Muslim? Could he narrate as a tabi? That's a good, a good question. If a person in the time of the Messenger of Allah was not Muslim and then he heard from the Prophet of Allah well, he was not Muslim and then after the death of the Prophet he accepts Islam and then in every hadith would he be a companion or a tabi'i? Allah that's a good question if the person was a non-Muslim in the time of the Messenger of Allah then after the Prophet of Allah passed away this person accepts Islam is he a companion or a tabi'i? Allah yadhar wa alam annahu tabi'i annahu sahabi what appears to be a correct and Allah knows best is that he is a, a, a companion. Because the scholars they say, hey, what's the meaning of a Sahaba? Whoever, whoever met the Messenger of Allah, believed in him, and died as a Muslim. So according to this definition, that question, it appears he'll be a companion. Allah in Allah's space. No, that's a good question. May Allah bless you. We are as a, as a, a student of knowledge. Mm. Uh, what should we do? We should accept uh, or we should go with which is whatever what the scholar says we should accept. Like, all you can do, dear Khwan, if there's in front of you a hadith, that's more to send. Like, what's some example, yeah, Khwan? Like, Sufan authority. You don't really find a lot of hadith like this. Hassan al Basri. He narrates a lot of hadith that's more to send. He says, Call a Nabi. The Prophet said, Tight, what you can say is, this hadith is mursal. The origin of mursal is what? It's da'if. 
That's the origin of Mordasen. Why is it weak? Something about the chain? It's missing. It's not complete. So the origin of this hadith is that it is weak. And then you say, Shaykh such and such accepts it. That's all you can say. If you reach a level, may Allah allow all of us to reach a level that we are from the Mujtahideen. We reach that level. This should be every goal of a student of knowledge. That he should reach, he can reach a level that he can look at the narrations and bring out the rulings of these hadith, of these ayat. That should be all of our goals. We shouldn't seek to be just merely blind followers when we seek knowledge. No. We should seek the highest level that Allah makes us from the mujtahidun. He makes us from those elite levels that we can look at the ayat and bring out the rulings of this ayat. Look at the hadith and qualify is it authentic or not. So if you reach that level, you can say, as for myself, I don't accept this hadith. Why? The chain is missing. It's broken. And to reach that level, we say what those that came before us said. You say, some scholars accept this hadith. Some scholars don't. That's it. Because other than that, what can you do? You can't bind someone to shake, take Imam Ahmed's position. No. You say, according to Ahmed, this hadith is authentic. According to a Shafi'i, this hadith is authentic. According to Malik, this hadith is weak. That's all you can do. Someone says, one brother said to me years ago, he said, hey, what do you say? I said, I say as the scholars say. Some scholars say, some scholars say. He said, yeah, but what do you say? I said, I say as the scholars say. Some scholars say, some scholars say. He said, what do you say? I said, I say as the scholars say. Some sc That's all you can do, yeah, that's Islam. You know? He said, but you're not giving us your position, your opinion. You don't want people's opinions in Islam. That's a misconception. You don't want opinions. You want, what do you know about what Allah said? What do you know about what the Messenger of Allah said? What do you know about what the companions understood? These are the questions we should ask. We just got away from that. So we say, Ya Shaykh, Ya Shaykh, what's your opinion about this? And then most of the people who give their opinions, there's no Islam to support it. Shaykh Mubu has a class, uh, audio. Maybe one day we'll bring it and we'll play it for everyone, inshallah. One of the best advice you're ever going to hear. He's advising the scholars. This Shaykh is advising the scholars. He says to the ulama, start mentioning your proofs. Because the people look at the scholars and take the scholars as proofs. And that's true. We do that with imams. We do that with students of knowledge in America. We don't really have ulama, ulama. So we take our students, may Allah bless the students of knowledge, and we raise the students of knowledge to a level that they're not at. And then some of them accept that. Oh, I'm a big sheikh. He called me sheikh. He's this and that. No, not like that, Yaqwan. At any rate, so now we take the people and we raise them above their level. And then we take the scholars and reduce them from their level. So we oppress the students and oppress the scholars. We do this a lot in the West. So nowadays, we blind follow or we take this, this, the words of our teachers as a proof. No, it's a benefit. My teacher told me this and this and this. Alhamdulillah. My shaykh told me this and this and this and this. Alhamdulillah. But if you don't follow it, you're off of it? No. You don't agree with it? You're shut out? No. You can't use the words of the scholars as a proof. You can't do that. But at our level, especially in the West, we do that. You barely hear nowadays. Allah said, the Prophet said, the companions understood. You barely hear that. Barely. 
And then if you do hear it, usually it's a narration and then an opinion that comes after it that contradicts the narration. It happens a lot. Hours and hours and hours you hear questions with no proofs. I think, I think, my opinion, my opinion, I think, I feel, I think, I think, I think, I think. You're like, yaqi, shukran. What did Allah say? What did the Prophet say? And then give me your opinion, no problem. But what did Allah say? What's your opinion based upon? We have to get back to the origin, Yaqwan. The origin is Al-Kitabu wa Sunnah. You brothers keep memorizing, keep going over the Quran, memorize hadith, and you'll see a tremendous difference, Yaqwan. I guarantee myself and my brothers and my sisters were studying the books of hadith. I guarantee you, Yaqwan. Most of the people, they don't agree with, some people don't agree with Bukhari, and Muslim, and Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, and Nasai, Abu Dawood, Imam Malik, Al-Bayhaqi. But usually you find that what? They're right. The scholars of hadith, you usually find out that the truth is with them. The scholars of hadith, his opinions is usually, Allah said, the Prophet said. And if he goes wrong, he's going wrong on what he understands from the ayat or the hadith. You look at the Bukhari, almost everything this man says is, Qala Nabi alayhi Nabi alayhi you look at Imam Ahmed, almost everything he says. He doesn't do like Abu Hanifa. He doesn't do like Imam Malik or Ash-Shafi'i when he breaks this down and gives you the groups of this and the classifications of that. He doesn't do that. Imam Ahmed gives you the Prophet of Allah said. That's it. He's given you the Quran and the Sunnah. And this is safe. I remember years ago when the students of knowledge first began to learn Islam, come back to the West and teach. And then it was usually Allah said, the Prophet said. Allah said, the Prophet said. I don't know what happened the last 20 years. But now everyone is so opinionated, gives opinions and positions. Almost everybody now. You go on anyone's YouTube, anyone's website, anyone's app. And most of the questions and answers are no Allah said, no the Prophet said, no the companions understood. You seldom hear that, for example. So that's a tremendous audio. One day we'll try to bring that one day, maybe after Ramadan sometime. That's that book? Yeah. MashaAllah, may Allah bless you. At any rate, we have to get back to that, Yahwah. This is the benefit of studying the Quran, understanding the Quran, and studying the Hadith. I recommend you, Yahwah. That's one of our goals that we hope, inshallah, after Ramadan, when everyone is settled, we can start getting more into the Hadith classes. Where we start memorizing hadith as a group. The same way we do this Baykuniya and we're doing uh, what else we memorizing, Yaqwan, Rasulullah Talatha. That we do also books of memorization. For example, memorizing hadith. You know, we take like a book that's going to take us, maybe we start off small, 40 hadith or so. But I would like to get into those bigger books, Bukhari and Muslim and books like that. Even if you read one hadith a day and have the brothers recite them and memorize them back, Allahu Akbar. That would be amazing, yeah. That would be amazing. No. Try it. Hey, you start off with something small, 40 hadith. We all memorize it as a group. Alhamdulillah, recite the hadith, go over the hadith. And then we build another hadith bigger. Alhamdulillah. And then we build and build and build. Alhamdulillah. Little by little. Inshallah. May Allah bless you. Try it. So the hadith that is Hassan li ghayrihi. It's the hadith that originally is weak. 
ولم يكن راويه متهما بالكذب. He says, but then it has a lot of reports, a lot of narrations, and he gives an example. And the narrator is not accused of lying. For example, lying is a, a severe weakness. Diet. قال وعن وكل ما عن رتبة وكل ما عن رتبة الحسن قصر فهو ضعيف وهو أقسام كثر. طيب in every narration that is deficient from reaching the level of حسن meaning حسن فهو ضعيف then it is weak. وهو أقسام كثر and it has many types of hadith. أكثر حديث يا إخوان the hadith that has the most categories is not the sahih, is not the hasan, it's the da'if. Hasan has two types, sahih has two types. The other remaining hadith are all weak. The last thing I want you to write down tonight before we leave inshallah is the meaning of the weak hadith. What does it mean da'if? What does it mean? Our sister says, that's an excellent idea. MashaAllah. We need to get back to the hadith circles here, Ikhwan. You don't have to be big, big explanations where it's going to take you the rest of your life. No. You take a book, say we memorize 40 hadith as a group, and then we go on to maybe like, we all the salihin. Then we get to the books of like, we choose one of the big books, like a Muslim, a Tirmidhi. Ibn Majah, Bukhari, Mawatta will be a tremendous one, Yaqwan, the Mawatta. And then we we may not get in like get into the big explanation of then it's gonna take ten years. No. But you just comment briefly on some of the points of the hadith, and then every day we come back, memorize the hadith. Had the brothers recite it, sisters recite it, next hadith. You'll be amazing, Yaqwan. Now you're producing Scholars, Imams, MashaAllah. Your brothers are already proficient in the Quran. Then we add some books of Hadith, some books of Al Fiqh. MashaAllah, Then you have people traveling to our, our masjid as an institute. Yeah, I want to come study with those brothers, MashaAllah. They're studying Quran, they're studying Fiqh. They are together. Everyone is not an innovator, everyone is not off of it. They focus on Quran and Sunnah. Wallah, Yaqwan, you miss those days. Write this down, The meaning of da'if. One of the easy definitions you're going to write. لم تجتمع فيه شروط الحديث الصحيح. Every hadith that does not have in it the conditions of the authentic hadith. If one of the conditions is missing, then the hadith is weak. كل حديث لم تجتمع فيه شروط الحديث الصحيح. Every hadith that does not fulfill or does not have in it 
the conditions of the authentic hadith. So we have five main conditions for the hadith to be accepted. Condition number one. Start with the chain first. Always start with the chain first. Itisal al-Sanat. First condition. If you memorize this, you got it. Five main conditions you have to study. That's it. And then we're done the book. Number one. Itisal al-Sanat. The chain has to be complete. There can't be no breakage in the chain. Now you can move on to the narrators. Every narrator has to have this reliability. Has to be upright. Has to be noble. Has to be a good person. Good Muslim. Number three. Every narrator has to have this accuracy. He has to have a good memory. You can't be a narrator of hadith with a weak memory. You can't be a narrator of hadith if you're not upright, you're not noble. So he has to have this this accuracy and this precision. Something else about the chain? Has to be Adamu Ashad. Has to be free from Shad. What is Shad? Allah Akbar sent our sent a reliable narrator. He's reliable. He opposes someone who is more reliable than him or her. Taib, last condition. Anmithli. Anmithli has to be from someone like him, correct? Hey. It can't have a hitting weakness. It can have a weakness that affects the authenticity of the hadith. Some illa does not affect. Some weaknesses don't harm the hadith. So the, the weakness here is qadiha. It has to be the one that affects the authenticity of the hadith. Anyone has anything to add to that? Any questions or comments? Anyone online? Our brother Hassan says, MashaAllah. May Allah bless you also. May Allah raise you. 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 May Allah raise you.